Hello and welcome back to Kyle's Internal Monologue. This episode, we are covering the Babylon 5 Season 1 episode, Infection, uh, which is the fourth episode of Season 1. Um, it's This probably won't be a long episode because uh, it's not a great episode. It's, uh, it's just kind of there. Um, it was the first one that they filmed, and you can really tell. Uh, the actors don't really have a feel for the characters, uh, the acting especially in certain certain actors uh, feel very, very stilted compared to what they will be later on. Um, the entire production just seems a bit off. It just doesn't work all that great. Uh, and the overall story isn't all that interesting. The best bits are the small character moments, which we get a couple bits here and there. But for the most part, it's a straight action story. And... Besides a couple of hints of things to come, there is no setup for it. Whereas uh, last episode, where it's a uh, Born to the Purple, where it was pretty much a Freak of the Week, uh, and same with Soul Hunter, a Freak of the Week kind of thing. But every every aspect of that story served to set up something that will become important in the future. This episode does not really have that, besides a couple of minor things. So. Um, the the Akarin war machine, uh, I, I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. These uh, these people kept getting invaded, uh, and they needed to a way to uh, ensure the purity of their race, basically. So they created a, a machine that tries that, that, that scans for pure Ikarin blood. The problem is is there's no such thing as pure anything. Everything is a byproduct of many, many, many different things. There's how do you define pure? Because there is no such thing as that. Um which is actually will become a reoccurring theme throughout this. Like I said, there's some minor stuff that it hints at towards. Um so uh, naturally they get uh, the machine turns on its masters, kills everyone uh, it, it, it's 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 uh, genetic purity is what it is. It's an allegory for genetic purity. It's uh, what the Nazis wanted. Is what many many different uh, horrible people throughout human history have wanted of uh, this quote unquote Aryan race, this race of pure perfect humans. There's no such thing, uh, but the claim there is. Uh, and th- this machine went around killing people until it found what it couldn't find and of course uh there's hints there's minor hints about the the true nature of what really happened to the occurrence uh especially due to the timeline wise but nothing's explicitly said um the the best bits of this episode are the uh are, are on a purely production level the music christopher Franke's music is usually always on point there's only one episode i can think of where his music is a bit odd but everything else uh is always on point and it, the the music in here really sells the cosmic horror vibe that they were going for and it sells it much better than the acting or anything else does uh the music is pretty much what sells you on that horror vibe um in some of the some of the costuming, as far as the car war machine, does look pretty interesting and a bit grotesque, but it's really the music that sells it to you. Um, the best bit of this episode, though, is definitely the interactions between Garibaldi and Sinclair. Um, 
Sinclair has been set up for the past few episodes. He's a very hands-on person. He, he's the one going out uh, in the Star Fury to uh, to course correct the Soul Hunter vessel. Uh, he he go, he goes and uh, personally helps Londo uh, deal with the criminal underworld on B five. Uh, he personally fought the Mimbarni assassin in the Gathering. Uh, he personally flew the um, the and commanded uh, the the lead Starfire uh, Star Fury um, in the attack against the Raiders in uh, Midnight on the Fiery Line. Um, He's a very hands-on person, and that that's not what most commanders do, uh, especially someone his stature. And I love how Garibaldi confronts him on this and goes, basically, he understands. He's like, I served in the war. I understand a lot of people felt lost after the war because he's figured it out. He, you know, Garibaldi's, if he's anything, he's a really great detective. He, he sees his friend, and it's well established that they're good friends, and you can see that in the way they interact understanding that his good friend Sinclair basically has a death wish, that he has survivor's guilt, that he, the battle of the line was so horrific and that he survived and so many other people did not and he doesn't feel like he deserves to have survived. Uh, you really see that come to play. Uh, and and, and I, I, I love how Garibaldi qu quite honestly approaches that. He's, he's not quite sure how to do it, but he's trying his best much like with Ivanova when uh, her dad her dad was dying and he he said I he's like it won't happen again will it and then brief pause and then he goes can I get you a drink with this basically he's approaching his friend understanding that he's vaguely suicidal and is like hey I want to be there for you but I don't know what to do basically. And I think that's really Garibaldi and really shows the core friendship of the, of Garibaldi and Sinclair. Uh, sadly, we, beyond this season, we won't get much of that. There's a couple of mentions about how they were great friends and, and something that both Sinclair and Garibaldi do in later seasons um, really show that, that they were really great friends. But and as pretty much stated i stated this in the gathering michael O'Hara had to depart the show at, at the end of season one so uh we won't be seeing much of sinclair past season one though he does will show up on occasion um then of course the main theme of the the, the story is never forget the past uh that's one of the main themes is is understanding uh you understand learning from the past if you don't if you do not uh, study the past, you're doomed to repeat it. And Sinclair's speech at the very end of the episode is a beautiful speech. Uh, I think it's one of the, one of the better early speeches uh, of B5. And uh, though B5 does get some amazing speeches later, uh, but it, it beautifully encompasses why why studying the past is important. Uh, and that that's the main theme of the story. Now I'm going to get into a couple of spoilers before I head out. Um, so we get the introduction of Interplanetary Expeditions, IPX, and we know that they are a front for a bioweapon supplier. IPX will show up on occasion a couple more times. They're not a massive important 
aspect of the the world uh but the, the, they're a nuisance and they they do appear a couple of times uh including being central to the uh tv movie uh third space which takes place in the middle of season four um then uh we get the 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 concept of pro-earth movements that frankly mentions that there's pro-earth movements of uh people wanting to protect anything that is human to uh, weed out the alien influences uh of course this is all set up of the we're, we're gonna get it's pretty soon in an episode called the war prayer we're gonna see those like anti-alien movements head on but this is really setting up the fact that earth you know as i mentioned before isn't a shiny bright future that we still have our problems and these problems will continue to grow grow and grow um and that this is all part of like the shadows plan is the, sh the shadows take what's there and amplify it amplify the anxieties the the problems there uh to sow chaos and through you know, through chaos you get conflict and through conflict you get growth at least that is their opinion on things so uh much like the akarans it's hinted at that the shadows may have uh planted the idea you know that they kept invading and they planted the idea that you gotta have genetic purity uh and then of course that's what they're doing here uh on earth uh and then showing that EarthGov isn't all that great they take the akaran war machine weapon and they 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 just absconded and say yeah we're that we're in bioweapons division which of course in the future when we get the warlock class destroyers uh which are shadow tech <laughs> They've literally been integrating shadow technology into, uh, into their normal uh, ships, so they're already experimenting with biotechnology, uh, and th that really shows that they're interested in not only that, but also using uh, anything to their advantage. Once again, this is not a Star Trek bright and shiny future. Humanity and everybody else in the galaxy still has lots and lots of problems uh, before things can become that bright shiny future uh that's what that's what's great about babylon 5 is that it it provides both the optimism and pessimism and brings a nice middle ground to everything um but what, like that is everything i have for this episode uh infection is not a great episode even jms admits that it's not a great episode uh but it does have a couple of interesting notes but beyond that that's about all i have to say on it uh, once again, you can follow me on Twitter on, at Kyle J. Share. Same with Instagram. You can get previews of my upcoming comic. Uh, you can support me on Patreon uh, if you want me to continue doing this or doing comics at patreon.com slash Kyle Share. And I have a new comic coming out this Sunday, uh, June 16th on Father's Day. So be prepared on uh, for that and hope you enjoy.